0: Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian.
1: My name is Dave.
0: Hey Dave, welcome back. I am very happy to be doing the show even though I am fucking worn out, which I'm assuming you are as well.
1: Yes, I have been battling strep throat cold. I don't know what this is since Friday or Thursday. It's I forget. And then I decided it'd be a good idea to play some backyard football over the weekend (laughs) because, you know, that would help. Of course. Um, So that put me down even longer, but I'm still alive. I'm still going.
0: Good job, man. Is it the sudden change in temperature?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, It was like 88 last week here, the beginning of the week. Mm -hmm. And then by Thursday, it was down to 44.
0: Right. I'd imagine that's what you're going through. Yep. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's switch some things up a little bit. And how about instead of waiting to the end of the show to do plugs and everything, how about we do that now so we tell all the nice people where they can hear us?
1: Yes, everyone. Everyone needs to get on board with the uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Keep plugging away at that. I think we do a great job of keeping up – I know Ian does a great job of the posters every week. Um, I try to keep active with you guys throughout Facebook. I know I might irritate some of you with my opinion, but <laughs> hey, we're getting the word out about music. That's what we're here to do. That's right. And also, there's another podcast. I'm sure you guys listen to a couple other podcasts here and there. What? I mean, we come out. Well, How many shows we put out? You put out three shows?
0: Sometimes. Two to three shows a week, normally.
1: So if that's not enough. There's another show out there called The Skinny with Mike and Adam. You can look them up on any type of platform. I bet I look oh, yeah. them up on Apple. <laughs> They're hilarious for one. If you want some comedy, um, if they if you want like maybe not up to date music, maybe like a release that was controversial a year ago, where they um, did an entire discography of all time low or uh, brand new. They've done that recently. Go That's... back and listen to them. They break down an entire album. Check them out. They're good guys. Um, Hopefully, we can get them on a show or we'll appear on one of theirs sometime soon.
0: Yeah, man. Good stuff. Should be really fun.
1: See, podcasting, we can get along.
0: Yeah, there's only podcast wars with dickheads.
2: Yes. People (laughs) who steal.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, that's good to hear about them. I hope they are doing well. And yeah, we're going to keep on going with the show, but I wanted to announce that the next Ian Hates Conversations is going to be with returning friend of the show, adam clark of the band rarity i got to catch up with him while he was in a hotel in toronto and he told me all about the new rarity album they are just about to go into the studio so it was really great to have a chance to catch up with him you know see what the band was doing you know and kind of get the scoop that way
1: yeah that'll be really interesting to listen to i really enjoyed their previous work so can't wait to listen
0: oh absolutely and yeah man I have so many shows that need to come out. I have that awesome one with Gray Sorenson doing Ian Hates movies with It again. And I just have not had the time to finish everything. It takes so long to go through everything and make sure that it's sounding right. So everyone, just hold up. They will be out soon. Don't worry about that. But I just want to let everyone know. That for sure, those are coming out, and I have a lot of surprises coming up soon, so also keep an ear out for that as well.
1: Yep, keep updating your feed on the, the podcast.
0: Hopefully, they get it automatically.
1: Mine don't. It's really annoying.
0: Is it really? <laughs>
1: yeah. I really I have to do it myself and go update, and I just got I had an iPhone 8 over the weekend because mine was done. I think my phone had a virus. At the podcast, they updated the app. I don't really care for it yet, but I'll grow into it
0: got you well as long as it wasn't a virus from this show well we did plugs this early because we're probably gonna piss a lot of people off during this episode so why don't we get started (laughs) and go to scene news all right dave It is scene news time, and we're starting off with a good story here. They are releasing special edition vinyls of Scary Kids, Scaring Kids' debut EP. And by the way, they also have their first album available on limited edition vinyl as well. But the big thing for me is I actually forked over a fair sum of money to get the test pressing of the debut EP by Scary Kids, Scaring Kids' I am so looking forward to ripping that thing open because it looks like mm-hmm. it has a ton of really, really unique and rare stuff. They're only making 24 of them.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought I saw uh, you comment. There's only 24 of these being printed. That's really, really cool.
0: I had to have it, man. Scary Kids oh, is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's a lot of money, and you know, we're plugging this so that people have a chance to, you know, go get it if they want it. But I totally understand. It's a real lot of money. You have to truly love this band. But I really do. When I bought the Test Press, I also bought their first album on vinyl as well because I love it so much.
1: Yeah, are you a a vinyl collector yourself?
0: I do something, and I think I talked about this on the show. I don't have a vinyl player, but I actually collect vinyls of everyone who's been on the show.
1: Okay, that's pretty cool. I I recently, I bought my first well my girlfriend and I bought our first vinyl at the show recently a show recently. We agreed we will only buy a vinyl if we're at the show.
0: Ah okay yeah so it's a nice little different thing and if there's some really rare special edition of something, yeah. then I'll get it. So with this, of course I'm gonna pick that up because when else would I have a chance to get handwritten lyric notes and set lists and all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, I actually had one of the presses in my cart. I think it was only I was only going to get one of them for like I think it was like twenty four dollars or something like that. And then I I was just checking my feed and I saw you. You went all <laughs> out. I'm like, ah, he beat me to it. So
0: I couldn't I'm help like, it. Okay,
1: I gotta calm down. I'm just gonna buy stuff when I'm at the show. I'm still very tempted.
0: <laughs> it's a good way to be. It really is. And I'll share obviously when I get it. I'll take pictures of everything, put on social media. So, you know, Ian Hates on Facebook, Ian Hates podcasts on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Yep, that would be really cool.
0: All right, now here's a fun one. This one's a really fun one. (laughs) I thought this was a fake story. I didn't think this was real (laughs) whatsoever. (laughs) But yes, apparently the chain restaurant Chili's, which by the way, for many chain restaurants, if I had to choose, that would be the one I would go to.
1: I've never been to a Chili's.
0: Well, look, I'm not going to be like, oh, you definitely have to go to Chili's because, you know, (laughs) it's a fucking shame. But they started talking about brand new and brand news, brand new album, and then went ahead and interacted with different people that were calling them crazy on their taste in brand new albums. And they ranked all the brand (laughs) new albums from what they thought was the best to the worst. And I thought that, that was awesome. Yeah, it really was. Because most of the time, places like this would not actually do anything like that because they don't want to piss anyone off.
1: No, that, that was awesome. Um, they even I mean, they kept it going for a while. It wasn't like one tweet like they tore into it. <laughs>
0: they really did.
1: The, I've heard of like Wendy's talking back to people every now and then. But Chili's went into brand new, which is <laughs> I mean, some of you might know my opinion on brand new, but it was still awesome to read.
0: Well, that was the weird thing because I'm not even sure I can have the conversation with you because I actually... I have a favorite. Well, you do. Okay. What is your favorite?
1: (laughs) Daisy. (laughs) Last on everyone's list.
0: I know. Well, that was the weird thing. So Chili's put their list out and it's your favorite weapon, Dejan Tendu, The Devil and God, Science Fiction, which is a new one, and Daisy. People lost their shit. And I couldn't believe it because really... I would probably put Deja number one and your favorite weapon number two. But really, that right there is my list because I hated Daisy. Okay. So for me, that was actually perfect. And then there were a bunch of people saying, Oh, we'll never go you know, we'll never go back to Chili's. I can't believe this. <laughs> Daisy's so good, like all this kind of shit. But for me, I actually tweeted at Chili's and thanked them for making fun of all the bandwagon jumpers of brand new. Yeah. Those are the people, anyone that doesn't have your favorite weapon or Deja and Tendu in their top two, then you started yeah. with the devil and God. Definitely. And I know we probably just pissed a lot of brand new fans off there, but I don't care because <laughs> I was there from the beginning. So that's why I like, Like, how do you say 70 times seven isn't somewhere to the top of the list? That doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so I was very happy. And when I put that tweet out, Chili's actually liked it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Let the hate mail come through now.
0: Yeah, mine as well. What do I care? (laughs) They should sponsor the show now.
1: That'd be awesome. Maybe I'd go to a Chili's then.
0: I would actually love that. Next up, Every Time I Die have parted ways with their current drummer. And I guess it's very amicable. So there's really not much of a story here. But the big thing I think was that he was there for Low Teens, and that's really one of their best albums. So it does suck to lose him, but he wanted to leave. He said, hey, I can't dedicate all my time to this touring. And they tour a lot, so it just makes sense.
1: Yeah, it was pretty mutual. I read both of the um, the departures. It seemed very peaceful. People go different ways eventually, so nothing really to say here other than they have a new drummer, and he was Goose, and he was once a part of Norma Jean.
0: Yeah. A part of a bunch of bands.
1: Yeah, a whole bunch.
0: But the big deal is their core group is still there because that's not yep. their first drummer. So that's really all that matters. Yep. Next up, the Color Morale have dropped off the Bless the Fall and Our Last Night Tour, which sounds awesome. I believe that's in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, yeah. Because otherwise, I would definitely be going to that show. Uh-huh. But Color Morale had to drop off because their lead singer, Garrett Rapp, has personal issues that he has to attend to. And it seems very strange, but hopefully everything's okay because it was very vague. It seems like it's family issues, so hopefully you know it's a
1: really bad time for them to be dropping off a tour too. I think in their in their band status, I think this isn't a good time to be dropping off of any tour.
0: No, I agree. But then you know sometimes family comes first, right? Yeah. Maybe at some point Garrett will let people know what the deal was. Maybe he won't. You know that's a possibility too. But I think it's about coming up on that cycle where they would be working on a new album.
1: Yeah, it's got to be really really close to that.
0: I love the previous one.
1: I'm curious to know what what's going on. Um their previous one, their previous tour, was there a tour before this, the one with Picturesque Dayseeker, um I think it was called the um the Desolate Divine tour. I think it was their previous one. I I think I have it on my wall behind me actually. <laughs> <laughs> that but, should be um, yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, that's a whole bunch of touring. For something to pop up like this, it wouldn't be too uncommon. But like you said, they're about due for another album or to start working on one.
0: I would think so. But yeah, it sucks that they have to cancel that. But they obviously encourage everyone else to make sure that they would go out to the shows.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's good to see.
0: Absolutely. Another quick one here. Light the City are now reunited and it feels so good. I had to do that. They're set to record their brand new album, and it's planned on being released in 2018. The reason why also this is pretty interesting is, one, I think their last album was in like 2008. But then also, I believe that this is one of Jackson's breakdowns from the past. So it's been a while. It's been a while. But yes. I just want to make you do that. Yeah, I know. But that's just showing that once again... Jackson not even being on the show, he has still failed in Breakdown from the Past.
1: <laughs> we have to go back and work one off of his wins.
0: Right. Which were very low to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> we are flying through these. I think it's just because, man, I am worn the fuck out.
1: Yes, and my illness. And it's, it's probably a good idea. idea, yeah.
0: <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, we don't normally go this fast through everything, but I think we're about to get into some debates anyways, so we'll see.
1: I think uh, album reviews are going to be a good one this week.
0: Now I'm excited. <laughs> uh-huh. So next up, this was really crazy, and I wonder if people saw the video or not. But Marilyn Manson got seriously injured at a show recently and actually had to cancel around 9 to 10 of his dates coming up. In fact, he was supposed to play Boston last night. So on Monday night, he was supposed to play here, but that was the first date that he had to cancel. And if you watch the video, which is going around, you can see him try and climb up this big structure he has on stage that has two guns on it. As he was trying to climb up while, I guess, playing Sweet Dreams, it just completely fell on top of him.
1: Yeah, it it's bad. I mean, to cancel that much, too, like, it's serious. Uh, from what I read, he was treated on stage before they moved him, yeah. or they tried to treat him. So that's when you know it probably was a head, neck, or back injury, which can't be taken lightly.
0: No, it's very true. And, I mean, he has elaborate setups normally. I've seen him so many times, and the only reason why I didn't go to that show was because I've seen him so many times, and I was going to see another show. So now, if he does end up being okay soon, and they reschedule that show, maybe I will be able to catch it. But he does elaborate, elaborate setups, and I don't think it's a publicity thing because the new album comes out this week.
1: Yeah, that's rough timing.
0: Yeah, because you really want to be out on tour. Even Marilyn Manson, who will obviously get the buys, you know, everyone knows him, but you still want to be out on tour really pushing that the new album's coming out.
1: Yeah, um, that's going to be, I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch of news we're going to report on soon from that. I'm sure we'll get more and more of what went wrong and what's wrong with him.
0: I mean, I hope he's okay. That's the only thing I can yeah. say is I really hope he's okay.
1: I saw a picture of him on like a, a or stretcher and he was kind of propped up, which is a good sign. And he was conscious, which is also a good sign. Yeah, I wonder if anything happened to his legs. Could be. I mean, I figure when he was treated on site like that, I know because I race motocross, they don't really move you if it's a back or neck injury. Like, they pick you up right there and move you and treat you.
0: No, very true. All right. So now we'll see if we lose some listeners here. (laughs) Feel free if you want to skip ahead. But we're going to talk a little bit about what happened in Las Vegas. There's not really too much that we have to say. I think everyone knows what happened. And the reason why we're going to talk about it a little bit is first of all, we have the ability to. We have mics in front of our faces. Yeah. The other thing is you get tired of talking on Facebook because you're just inundated with a lot of stuff. You can't tell tone. This kind of gives us the outlet to talk about it in general. So, even though this might not be really music related, you know, even though the tragedy did happen at a concert technically.
1: Yeah. Especially because so many of us go to big shows like this, like this is going to be instilled in our mind now. So I think it's definitely something we should hit on.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that ever stayed in my mind that had to do with a concert is what happened with Great White. When that fire happened, I now, anytime I go into a concert venue, I check for exits and there were a lot of major changes that were made to concert venues to make sure that people would be able to get out safely. I don't think that this tragedy is going to affect concerts. Hope not. I don't think that concerts will be changed to different locations based on based on high vantage points and everything. I don't think that's going to happen. I think if anything it'd be interesting if they started checking your luggage at hotels. Yeah. I think that Definitely. would be a big thing. But it's so weird, though, what people decide on security and what people decide don't need security.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the deciding factor of what to check and what not to check. Obviously, there's going to be a line everywhere you go. Um, there's some things you can't check, period. I mean, you don't have enough time.
0: Well, right. And if you look at what was happening in England recently with terrorists using cars just to mow people yeah. over. I mean, sure, that's not 59 people in a matter of you know a couple of minutes or whatever, and I might have some of that wrong. I personally am waiting until they have all the facts and information out before I really go into it, but at least that's a general consensus, right?
1: Yeah, that's well summed up.
0: So with the car thing, you can't outlaw cars. It's just not going to yeah. work because you need cars for transportation. The tough part when it comes to guns is something we've talked about on the show once or twice before, actually, if I'm not mistaken. There's a lot of gun control already out there. And you can say a ton, you can say a lot, you can say whatever. Obviously, that's subjective to what the person believes is control, right? Yes. It's very tough to have the conversation because the knee-jerk reaction after any tragedy is, what are we going to do about this and why hasn't anything been done in the past, right?
1: Yeah, I I think it's just typical human self wanting to have a problem with an answer immediately. And that's just not how this works.
0: Yeah, it's very, very complicated. And I am not for guns and I'm not against guns. Same. I'm one of those neutral people. I like to look at a lot of different perspectives, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm in the same boat with you.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, that's good. And even if you didn't agree with me, we could still have a debate about it and it'd be fine. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing is a lot of times nowadays, if you have one opinion on something, that is considered fact. And if anyone disagrees with you, they're automatically a terrible person who you never want to talk to again.
1: Yeah. And you can find about a hundred of these arguments if you go through your Facebook feed right now, probably.
0: Yeah. I saw one earlier and I've, I've been pretty silent. I made a couple of posts, which I'll talk about in a second. But in general, yeah, if you disagree, I saw I was skimming through some things where people were talking about how, you know, hey, these are fully automatic weapons. And people were like, no, they're not. And the person would just come back at them and say, oh, well, then because you disagree with me, you're happy that all those people died. Yeah, And that was literally their argument back is, oh, because you disagree with me, you must be happy that those people died. And that's simply not the case. The only people that would be happy in that case are psychopaths.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What I continue to talk about anytime there's a mass killing, a mass tragedy like this one in Las Vegas, I can't stand when anyone shares the picture of the person who perpetrated it and any reason why they might have or asking questions and glorifying their name. That's my big thing. And I've talked about it on the show. It's already been proven time and time again that the reason why people do these things is because they're looking for that attention. There's really no other reason.
1: The biggest mistake is having this on your news feed and having this on the news, which There's nothing you and I can ever do about that, and that's just the way things are in today's social media world and the news. I mean, it's not even just social media; it's media in general. Right. Um, Blast this guy's picture and what he did on the news or on your newsfeed. About 15 other psychopaths probably saw that, and they said, "Oh, I have an idea." It, It it sucks to say that, but you know, once you see something like this happen, or in the past, the school shooting or the movie theater shooting, you will see a replica of it within, what would you say, three to five years or that we even know about. There could be some we don't even hear about because they were caught before it ever happened. I mean, there's, like I said, there's nothing you and I can do. It just sucks to see this being blasted everywhere and the victims. No family members of these victims want this on the news, want to see. I've seen people that are deceased on Facebook. No, no one wants to see that.
0: Well, I think maybe not our job, but one of the things we can do being a popular show is talk about this a little bit and continue to plead with people to not glorify this piece of shit. Yeah. Because that's the thing I've seen a lot was, oh, let's turn this into a race thing. Let's turn this into, Uh, hey, you know, the only terrorists that America should be scared of are old white men with guns. And sure, I mean, that's definitely terrorism. Like, I don't mind saying that. Like, if you want to call it domestic terrorism, whatever the fuck, I really don't care. The term doesn't matter. The race of a person doesn't matter. The gender of the person doesn't matter. What matters is you taking their name and giving them this award, basically, for saying, oh, this is the biggest mass shooting in American history and giving the next fucking psychopath something else to gun for, literally and figuratively. And that's what fucking sucks. Like, stop that bullshit. Why are you glorifying this thing? He's not even a person. Why are you glorifying this thing, wanting to know his motives? His motives are he wants you to talk about him. He would never be talked about. If he just continued his life, his boring piece of shit life, You would never know about him. And he'd go down as just another person that passed away from a heart attack or whatever the fuck. Instead, now he's the guy that everyone's asking about, that everyone's talking about, that people are now arguing about race, that people are arguing about gun control, that people are arguing that the president didn't tweet enough nice things. What the fuck, people?
1: Yeah. People are, yeah, even religion got tied into it. True. Of course. It's, thankfully... I haven't clicked on. I know the incident. I know what went down, but like you said, I I I don't care to know his name. I don't care
0: to see his picture. Right. Unfortunately, it's still on my newsfeed. I don't know
1: his. I still don't know his name. So.
0: No, me neither. And that's the way I want it to be. And I would prefer that no one knew what his name was. And I'm not saying that the police or the media should not report a story that happens, but what they can do is they can stop glorifying it. So how about you never mention his name? How about you never mention anything about his life? Oh, I can't believe it. I had no idea. Talking to neighbors and talking to coworkers. Why? I'm already telling you what the motive is. The motive has never changed with any of these pieces of shit. Ever, ever, ever its attention that's it yep definitely so why even bother and then the whole race thing really shocked me because people were saying oh well the reason why people are writing these these articles you know talking about his life and how they can't believe he did it and all this kind of shit is because he's white it's absolutely not true all you have to do is do a little bit of research does everyone forget about the fucking boston bomber do they forget that that piece of shit, Rolling Stone, put a boy band-like picture of his dumb fucking face on that magazine? Do people forget that? They wrote a whole... There are bands that are some of the greatest bands to ever be a band who have never been on the cover of Rolling Stone. That fucking piece of garbage got a front cover, Rolling Stone, and a whole in-depth article talking about how they couldn't believe that this person that this teenager this young adult or whatever could do something like this so how is that race-based
1: yeah it just fueled the next psychopath
0: yeah people just want to know about these pieces of shit for some reason i don't know why anyone wants to know about them their lives mean nothing they mean nothing it would be better for this world if they were never here
1: yeah definitely
0: so it's just very strange to me the way people want to push these agendas when all we really should be thinking about is what the fuck those people just wanted to go have a good time at a concert and now they're dead.
1: Yep. And like I said again, so many psychopaths are having a light bulb in their head just like they have before and
0: it's not good. Um yeah. I don't I hope nothing happens but History tells otherwise. Oh, no, it will. It absolutely yeah. will because nothing has changed. And it's yep. not because of gun control. As much as people want to say gun control, this was another thing I talked about. You're using the wrong term. It's like the way people used to call climate change. They used to say global warming. Global yeah. warming was one of the worst things to happen to that entire scientific process because it made it seem like it wasn't real. Because when it gets cold outside, people go, oh it's still cold guess there's no global warming ha 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 and it really ruined it for a long time climate change is the right term to use for all the changes that are going on in the environment and the world based on man-made and environment-made issues so when you say gun control there's already a lot of gun control there are certain places where you can't get a gun even though there's the Second Amendment. And people don't realize that. They also don't realize what laws affect what states. They don't know the difference between a semi-automatic rifle and an automatic rifle. They don't know what type of guns are legally obtained by citizens and which ones are illegally obtained by citizens. If you did any research, instead of reading a meme that sounded good to you and you share it, you would know more. You wouldn't look like a fucking idiot.
1: Yeah, and psychopaths don't care about gun control or anything. I mean, this guy didn't look this up before he went and did this.
0: Right. I mean, he, do you think he cares? <laughs> no, he didn't. Obviously, he didn't give a fuck because he had a shit ton of guns.
1: Yeah, and if he didn't get guns, he would find something else because he's a psychopath. It It, it doesn't matter.
0: And that's the thing, really, is I completely understand that when people say, oh, well, you can't use the argument, well, then he'd find something else because, you know, you can't kill 50 people in a minute with a knife. Obviously, that is true. I completely understand that. But then you look at the Boston Bombers (laughs) and you make some makeshift bomb. And sure, they did not kill as many people as that guy just did, but they got their attention that they wanted, didn't they?
1: Yep. That's all he wants.
0: Right. That is all they want. There is nothing else. The other big thing I wanted to bring up, which I thought was very strange, we have been dealing with what seems to be a real escalation in debates about racism, debates about gun violence, debates about a lot of things, which have directly been appropriated to police, president, and government, right? Yep. So now, what people are saying is not only do they want gun control, but they want to get rid of guns. So I'm I'm like, sure. If you can get rid of guns, that's great. You obviously haven't thought through the plan. But the no, way no, no. you get the way you get rid of guns is by turning them over to the government to have them taken away and destroyed. But you've been talking about for years now, especially since Trump has become president, that you don't trust police And government and the president with guns you're saying that police are racist that the government's racist that donald trump is racist but you want to give them more guns and take them away from people how does that make any sense
2: yeah
1: it's a mess
0: it really i mean seriously it really is people don't think about things guns don't magically disappear they don't magically Mm -hmm. appear and they don't magically disappear And the only reason why I wanted to have this conversation is I'm trying to make people smarter, and that might seem really cocky of me. But because I research both sides, you have to understand how stupid you look when you send around memes that just don't have any facts on them. When you say get rid of guns, you have to have some type of a plan to do so. And it really doesn't make any sense that all of a sudden you trust the government when, for the last bunch of years, all we've been hearing is how you don't trust the government. So, why would you yeah. think that you could just hand over your guns to them?
1: Yeah. There's no, like I said, in our human nature, we think
0: there's a right answer
1: and a solution to everything. There isn't. There won't be, never will be. Everyone's opinion apparently is fast in <laughs> 2017. So, there's nothing we can do besides what we're doing right now.
0: <laughs> I hope that there's change. I hope that there's a way to rise up in the government and start changing things. Unfortunately, we seem to have the same old, same old. Yep. And that's the tough part. It's just weird that people think that ordinary citizens, they don't trust with guns, but our police and our government is made up of ordinary citizens. I mean, come on, look at our president. Our president yeah. is an ordinary citizen. He's probably a less than average citizen yeah (laughs) all these people once they put on a uniform does not make them infallible they're still human beings so why would you just automatically think that giving away your rights giving away your liberty giving away your protection would work in any way whatsoever it hasn't ever in the past why would it work now
1: and what psychopaths gonna turn in his weapon (laughs) yeah it's
0: never gonna happen
1: never if he can not have a gun like you said he will make a bomb
0: Unfortunately, there is evil here. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, look, if anyone wants to ever talk to me about this, it's easy to find me. I get plenty of death threats, so it wouldn't be new to me to get any more. Just trying to actually have a logical conversation. It's very hard when a lot of people just put their emotion into it. And obviously, what happened in Vegas sickens me. Everything, all these tragedies, all these terrible mass killings sicken me. And I feel so bad for the parents and the friends, everyone related to these people. It's it's awful. If anything, we should be sharing the victims' pictures. We should be sharing their stories. Yeah. That's definitely. a way to really bring people together. But people right now, most of you, and you know, if it's not you, that's great. But most of you are the ones doing the tearing apart.
1: Unfortunately.
0: So yeah, Dave, <laughs> I think... That's probably pretty good. Was there anything else we needed to cover there? I think we're rock solid. I think we're done with scene news for now. So let's go on to new songs. Let's go. All right, everyone. It is new song time. And we're starting with My Children, My Bride with Zeno. Zeno means Zeno. X E. N-O. The new album, Vicious World, comes out on October 13th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Let's take a listen. Next, we have Rest Repose with Hanging by a Thread. Let's take a listen. Now it's Black Veil Brides, baby! With My Vow. The new upcoming album, Veil, comes out January 12th, 2018 on Lava Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Movements with Colorblind off the upcoming album Feel Something which comes out October 20th on Fearless Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got I the Mighty, Chaos in Motion. The upcoming album is entitled Where the Mind Wants to Go, Where You Let It Go. Comes out October 20th on Equal Vision Records. Let's take a listen.
3: Can't shout, Bust the fuck Let's push that car in the ocean Fall back and take in the moment.
0: next up is converge with reptilian the new album the dusk in us comes out november 3rd on epitaph records let's take a listen Next up, Stick to Your Guns, The Reach for Me, Forgiveness of Self. The album True View comes out October 13th on Pure Noise Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Good Tiger, Blue Shift. The upcoming album, We Will All Be Gone, comes out on Blacklight Media slash Metal Blade Records on February 9th, 2018. We had a long way to go. But for right now, let's take a listen. Now we've got the ongoing concept with Punisher. The album Places comes out October 6th on Solid State Records. Let's take a listen. And last up, we have friend of the show, Matthew Tybor, with his side project, Ramblings from the Rabbit Hole. This track is entitled Gables, and there's a GoFundMe page you can look up to help with all this new music. I think you're really going to like this, so let's take a listen. Dave we had a fair amount of new songs there was there anything that stood out to you in particular
1: <laughs> holy shit that Blackfield Bright song's bad <laughs> what it's so bad it's even called the vowel it's so stupid
0: I honestly don't agree with you
1: <laughs> no way you like this
0: I told you look it's the same reason why I am able to make fun of certain bands. You know, obviously we make fun Uh of bands like Sleeping With Sirens and I Prevail, you know, bands like that from time to time. It's like a running joke. Yeah. I know that I get a lot of shit for liking Black Veil Brides. (laughs) I know it, but I am okay with it. I can take anyone's hate they want. It's completely fine. Shower it all over me, even though that sounds (laughs) really weird. (laughs) (laughs) But really, I do. I don't know, man. I go back to their original album. That album is amazing.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh man. I, I I don't know. It's it's a sound I'm just not I'm I don't like. So I I'm biased.
0: Look, the first time I heard knives and pens, I was hooked.
1: I like knives and pens, I won't lie. Yeah,
0: see that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know how I could ever dislike a band. That did that track. Now I don't follow everything they do. I wasn't a huge fan of their second album because they went very eighties hair metal. But I like both of those tracks from this new album.
1: That's gonna be a tough one for me. (laughs) January twelfth, counting down the days, my review of the Black Frail the (laughs) Oprah album. I don't even think
0: you don't like them enough that you said the name wrong. Yeah,
1: I did. (laughs) It's coming. Uh well, let's talk about some positives. Go ahead. Um, I like the direction movements went. It's a little more clean vocals in their song colorblind. Um, I liked it. Another good song by Good Tiger.:
0: Yep, agreed.
1: Um, another highlight would be "I the Mighty," definitely slower than their previous single feature in Tillion Pearson. I still liked it. I, I like they put out two different tracks. They definitely don't sound alike. Um, right. What were your highlights?
0: I was a big fan of My Children, My Bride. I am really looking Mm -hmm. forward to that album. I think that's going to be a killer one. I liked Black Veil Brides, as mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Movements, I thought was really good. I, The Mighty changed it up a little bit, which I enjoyed as well. Converge, I liked, except for the ridiculously long intro.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the long intros, I I tend to change a song.
0: Yeah, it was tough, but we got through it anyways. But At least I didn't do the song in reverse. (laughs) Oh being as an ocean fire. burn. Yeah. <laughs> I also was pretty impressed with the ongoing concept. I thought that was a really interesting take on that track.
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. I, I liked our previous release. It kind of went under the radar. Right. Um this one is getting a little more pu- a little bit more of a push right. than the previous. So well it's
0: solid state, right? Yep. No, for sure. And then I think really the last one that I wanted to mention was Ramblings from the Rabbit Hole, which is friend of the show uh, Matt Tybor's band. So that's his side project from the Bunny the Bear. And I think this is perfect for people that used to say, hey, I don't really like the Bunny the Bear because of the electronics and the kind of danceiness that they put in with with the metalcore and post-hardcore. This one is straight up pretty much melodic hardcore.
1: Yes, this should be a good transvi- uh, transition for you.
0: Yeah, so for anyone, I mean, I think Matt's a great vocalist. I think he's super talented because he does pretty much everything. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. He also has a GoFundMe page for this as well that you can look up. And I am definitely going to do one of the things. But I actually asked him, I haven't heard back yet. The final perk which I think five people can do, it's for $1,000, and you get all the previous perks, but then it says that he will either come to where you are or fly you out to him, and you can both get matching tattoos. (laughs) Do it. Well, that's the thing. $1,000 is obviously a lot, but depending on if the tattoo and the flight is covered by said $1,000, then what that could mean is if he's also paying out of that $1,000 for the tattoos, I could totally have him get the Ian Hates logo. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I was already yeah. thinking about that. So
1: So now I'm going to start a GoFundMe ping to get Ian <laughs> to get matching tattoos. I want a dolphin coming out of your butt crack.
0: Wait, I didn't say. What color? I did not say that the tattoo would be able to.
1: That's my GoFundMe. That's my campaign. I'm running with it. <laughs>
0: we'll see if I ever get a girl back here (laughs) that would help or hinder that situation. (laughs) But seriously though, because I think of this as a show thing, because I definitely would have Matt get the Ian hates logo tattooed on him because I also want to do, I love that logo. I was thinking about doing the microphone the way it is, but maybe a realistic rose, Mm -hmm. which I think would look yeah awesome there. If people want to donate, so that I can do this, you can go to patreon.com slash Ian hates. And this way, it's like a crazy awesome marketing scheme for Ian hates music, Ian hates movies, hopefully someday Ian hates love, and then Ian hates conversations. You're a busy man. (laughs) (sighs) I am. But this is something that I definitely want to look into. So if you guys can, first of all, go to the GoFundMe And donate to this because there's a bunch of perks and everything. I think this album's going to be awesome. So support friend of the show, Matthew Tybor. But then also, if you want to see him and I get Ian Hates tattoos or a dolphin coming out of my butt. Is that what it was? Yes. (laughs) Then go to Dave's GoFundMe. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Or Patreon.com slash (laughs) Ian (laughs) Hates. What a way to end new songs, Dave.
1: Yes. Perfect.
0: All right, man. Let's go into our favorite part of the show.
1: Let's go. I've been really
3: trying it. Trying to hold back and feel it for so long. And if you feel like I feel being then come on. Oh come on. Woo.
0: Oh yeah time for our favorite part of the show album review time Dave we really didn't talk about this too much before the show so i'm a little interested in how this is going to go so let's start off with 36 crazy fists lanterns on spine farm records this is a metal band from alaska they are definitely veterans this is their 7th album if i'm not mistaken dave what do you think
1: this is it's not a sound i enjoy However, I can appreciate. I mean, I can still appreciate for what it is. It's nothing I would listen to. Okay. I can hear talent, but I obviously I'm just I don't like the sound of the music. Um, I think I was it's pretty unique. They're from Alaska. I mean, figure more bands would come from Alaska. I'd be bored as shit up there.
0: Exactly. Um, formed in 1994.
1: Yeah, man. So I found they uh they got their band name from the Jackie Chan movie. Yes. Um, so I mean, it's a pretty fun band. I guess the lyrics are kind of cheesy, but
0: depressing. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, I've been with them from the beginning and I kind of fell off and now I'm back, you know, to listen to some more. I think they've kept pretty much in the same vein as what they've done in the past. So that is something you can definitely say about them. You know, they've always been heavy with a melodic edge, yeah. if you want to call it that kind of thing. I think their lead singer, Brock, has a very unique voice. And I think that will always set them apart from anyone in the scene.
1: Yeah, you can hear the 90s sound to it, I guess. You could say, I can always tell when a band starts in that era. um, And I can feel it. I I could tell before track three or four, like this band's been around a
0: while. Well, there's always been kind of a new metal tinge to some of their music. But I think this album didn't have any of that in it. Really? Yeah, at least in my opinion. But maybe not listened to any you know, of the other
1: stuff either. Right. So I yeah.
0: think this is another one where I'll have to recommend. I actually have to give you a lot of recommendations. But recommend some of the older stuff that I think you would oh, right. get into. And then maybe this would mean a little bit more to you. But I would say at uh, least for this, I like this album. But I can't say it's better than their past work. I'm always going to have stuff that I like better. So this might bring in new fans who haven't yeah. heard anything else before. They'd be like, oh, let me go check out the old stuff. I think they did a good job, but it also didn't completely connect to me. There's a few gems in here for sure, but I understand what you're saying, Dave.
1: Yeah, and what people really need to remember when we review these is we. some albums are more, they grow on you. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we, we listen to these albums over a weekend sometimes, all of them. And that, sometimes there's a lot. Right. And there's some of my favorite albums I hated it at first. Like they were boring to me. This year, A Lot Like Birds did not like the album. It grew on me over time. Right. And now it's one of my favorites.
0: Before so, we started the show today, Dave told me that Gossip is now his favorite album of all time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you can't, I mean, we might come back to some albums and we go through these and we might shit upon them and then. Maybe we'll we we'll have a segment someday that we come we say albums that grew on us or something. But 36 Crazy Fist, maybe that one will grow on you. I don't I don't see it growing on me. But like you said, I might dip into some old stuff.
0: I listen to these albums multiple times. You know, I go yeah. through them multiple multiple times unless they're absolute garbage. You know, but that's <laughs> once again that's opinion. But I don't even know. Do we have to tell people the reason why we do reviews is just to get the names of the bands out there? You yeah. shouldn't take our word for if we say it's shit then go listen to it and find out if it's shit or not.
1: Now, if we both say it's shit. Then don't (laughs) listen to it ever. There's a good (laughs) chance
0: it's shit. Yes, I'm definitely going to say that, but I think some of the best reviews are when one of us likes it and the other person doesn't. That way, you might be the audience. Some of them might be on that side. Some of them might be on the other side. So you're always supposed to give the stuff a chance no matter what. Yeah. So how about we go ahead and listen to Sleep Sick from 36 Crazy Fists. So once again, that's 36 Crazy Fists, Lanterns, on Spine Farm Records. Next up, Great American Ghost, Hatred Stems from the Seed, on Good Fight Music. This is a hardcore band who happened to also be from Boston, and yet I have never seen them live. I don't know how that's possible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when I first saw they were from Boston, I was going to ask you if you've seen them, so... Thanks for clearing that
0: up. <laughs> yeah, hopefully sometime. But yeah, man, this is an album that starts with a scream, so yep. you know you're in for something good. Uh huh. And yeah, man, it's a hardcore band, so it's breakdowns. It's very angry. I mean, just listen to New England Misery, which I think is a fucking great title for a track. That's by my way. favorite. Song, yeah. Hands down. <laughs> I'll wrap my hands around your throat and watch you die. You know, stuff They're like that. They're pissed off. They are fucking pissed off, and I agree. Because I live in Boston, so I understand. (laughs) They are
1: pissed this entire album.
0: No, they really are. And I really liked the vocals, all unclean vocals. And like I said, it's a hardcore album, but I think they did a really good job with it. I think they're out on tour with one of the bands we're about to talk about very soon. But it makes sense, too. Like It seems like that would be a good tour for them.
1: If you like hardcore music, especially more of like the new age hardcore music, you will love this band. I was in love with them by track three or whenever New England Misery came in. I love that song. (laughs) Uh, They're they're pissed off for sure, but they do hardcore in a very good way. I listen to it over and over again. I'd say it blends blends a little bit, but this one's going to grow on me over time and eventually I'll remember the track titles and I'll be able to pick out favorites a little bit easier than what I have been.
0: That makes sense. Well, you know, since we've talked about it so much, how about we play a little bit of New England misery. Only makes sense. All I can hope is to see them at a small venue sometime. That would be wild. <laughs> so once again, that's Great American Ghost, Hatred Stems from the Seed on Good Fight Music. Next up, we have Kublai Khan, Nomad on Rise Records. This was the band I was talking about just a second ago. They are on tour with Great American Ghost. They are a hardcore slash metalcore band from Texas. This is their fourth album. And... You know, I actually thought about this a little bit. Maybe you could say that this album was a little bit more mature based on what people are used to from previous Kublicon.
1: Yeah. Did you like it?
0: (sighs) That's a tough question.
1: (laughs) Because I'm about to shit on it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then let me stand up (laughs) for it a little bit. So, (laughs) it's angry. It's full of riffs. Riffs, I don't know. That's one of those words that's always weird to me. It's full of riffs. But that's really it, but I thought that the riffs were innovative. like I thought there was enough differences in what they were doing to make you interested in hearing it. Like we yeah. make fun of Amir a lot on the yeah. show, and there's a reason oh. for that, you know, not with Josh Travis in the band now, but before you know it's still not his band. It's still you know that douche's band
2: <laughs>
0: I don't even want to say his name again because we've kind of moved past making fun of him. But I would rather listen to Kublai Khan than Amur. Okay. That's kind of the way I look at it, is I think they are doing good things with the guitar work. I don't really care about the lyrics. I don't care about anything else like that. I just think they're doing yeah. a good job on that front.
1: Okay, we're on, we're on the same page. Gotcha. Um, lyrics, I could have thrown in the dumpster. and I, I would have preferred, hey, August, I would have preferred this to be an instrumental album.
0: You're shouting out someone we'll that we that haven't later. even gotten. We'll to. Get to that later.
1: <laughs> We'll get to that later. You understand what I'm saying? Um, is it supposed to be a ripoff of? Uh,
0: oh shit! Uh,
1: Mortal Combat. Um, <laughs> what's what's the ba- what's the the main like bad guy in that? It, it's
0: Shaokhan. You know, there's a Kodal Khan. Khan. Something like that. Sheo-Khan? Shalin Khan. Yeah, sheer Khan. sheer Khan. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Even the album art resembles
0: it. Well, they're a hardcore band
1: yeah i mean i would listen to this playing mortal Kombat. um <laughs> other than that like when i listen to like our previous the great american ghost they they hate they talk about hating things but i feel like they also have passion and they tell their i don't know i want to say their story yeah story these people they just shit on everything but you feel like they're just doing it to shit on things the song true fear truly pissed me off <laughs> It was all against cops and stuff and how they fear cops. Well, I don't know if I agree with any of those lyrics. Like, it's the same thing. Just what you said. Uh, it sounds cool. Take away the lyrics and it's listenable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, look, I don't think they have that huge of a following in people that listen to this show. I would doubt it. If you want to go ahead and defend Kublai Khan, feel free. Ian hates at gmail.com. You're more than welcome to do that. It's just it's one of those hardcore bands that's like, hey... I can hear this a lot of other places and done better. Yes. Because they're not really putting a whole lot of substance into it. But I did like that they matured in their guitar work. I like that their production allowed you to hear cool stuff that they're doing with guitars. Agreed. So normally I would play True Fear, but I actually want to play. (laughs) But for the first time, though, I don't think I've ever played an intro track. I kind of want to play Ant Pile because I really like the riff in that. Okay. So let's go ahead and listen to Ant Pile. Alright, once again, that's Kublai Khan, Nomad, on Rise Records. And Dave, I do want to say, I did enjoy your 90s reference of Mortal Kombat, but I am very glad that you weren't making constant Star Trek references and just yelling out Khan. <laughs> I thought about doing that and completely ruining the review. <laughs> but I thought that'd be a little hacky. So, we're just going to move on. Alright. So, next up, this one I had no idea about. I'd like to thank Ty for bringing it to our attention. Yes. This is Various Artists, and they're doing Disney Goes Hardcore, which is a ghost killer entertainment production? I don't know. It's something? Yeah, I think so. Whatever you want to call it. I mean, some people know ghost killer entertainment. I don't know if I've ever seen them put out an actual album before.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think so.
0: But literally, it's what I said. It's got an image of disney princesses with low-cut tops and tattoos (laughs) and then it's 16 tracks of disney songs that are remade into hardcore post-hardcore metalcore all these different genres And i think the one thing that is very interesting to me is i didn't know any of the bands on this list
1: i knew one very
0: well but besides the poet i think i know but other than that what was the one you knew
1: um, I did the album, not album artwork, but like uh,
0: an art piece for the band Lonely Avenue. Oh, okay.
1: Maybe we'll share that or something. But uh, yeah, they're really cool guys. Um I was excited to see them on the list. This is fun to listen to, especially if you have kids.
0: (laughs) Oh, see, for me, this was torture.
1: Yeah, for you to be torture.
0: Yeah, I don't know Disney movies. I didn't really grow up watching them. So this was very difficult for me. And the only thing (laughs) I can say (laughs) is now, even though I have a huge list of bands that I still have to check out, James has sent me bands, or other people have sent me bands. I'm still trying to listen to, but this basically added on 16 bands that I need yeah. to check out their actual music.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, so I, <laughs> I have this image of you listening to this in privacy. So you would like someone would, Whoa, whoa!
0: Let's not go. Let's not go crazy here.
2: <laughs> like,
1: I, I just picture you in a red light and someone looks over at you and you're just jamming some Little Mermaid. <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing. I can't even... Like, I would love to do a fake one of that right now, but I have no idea any words to Disney songs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish someone had just picked up your phone and just, what are you listening to, you know?
0: Unfortunately, I wish I could go with the humor on that one. It just couldn't happen. <laughs> but here, while I'm setting this up, did you actually enjoy it?
1: I enjoyed... A select few it was fun to listen to i was even biased on which ones i picked because of what disney movies i hated but uh um, but the not even being biased the lonely avenue one was my favorite
0: <laughs> so should we play that one
1: you like toy story right you, i mean you've you've seen toy
0: story i sure i've seen the first one <laughs> at some point in my life all right here's lonely avenue you've got a friend in me the toy story cover Wow. Never thought I'd hear a breakdown like that since Walt Disney's head was frozen.
1: <laughs> and coming up next on Ian Hates Movies Edition, Toy Story Ugh. 1, 2, and 3.
0: Kelly would love that shit. Do not give her any ideas. She fucking loves Disney. It's disgusting. So once again, that's various artists. Disney goes hardcore on Ghost Killer Entertainment. Next up, we've got Easy Life there Can't Be This Much Water in the Sky EP on UNFD Records. This is a melodic hardcore slash post-hardcore band from Australia. Unfortunately, it's only four tracks, but I really, really love this EP.
1: Yeah, this one I found randomly and sent it to you pretty quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty hard to find. I'm not sure how I even stumbled. Uh, I've just I subscribed to... Um, Is it UNFD or is is this Unified Recordings or whatever it is? probably
0: Unified Records, but I always say UNFD.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm subscribed to them on YouTube and they they had that posted. Otherwise, it's kind of tough to find. But I strongly suggest trying to find this. If you like anything hardcore related. This is a pretty good week for hardcore music so far. But um, this is a standout um, mainly because it was a shocker to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I didn't know what to expect you know, based on the album artwork and then four tracks and everything, but I think each track is really damn good, and it's that great mix of hardcore and post-hardcore that I really enjoy. I thought the vocals were really well done. I think the storytelling is really Mm -hmm. well done in this, and really, it just makes me hungry for more.
1: Yeah, there's got to be more coming off, especially um, being on uh, Unified Records. Um, I expect something more from them pretty soon because... Uh, that was pretty damn good.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Any track you'd like to hear in particular? Um, Light Me Up. You got it. Fuck yeah. So once again, that's Easy Life. There can't be this much water in the sky EP, and that's on UNFD or Unified Records. Next up, we have Make Out. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I see that, it's the one thing I think I've laughed at an Adam Sandler movie about. Okay. Is when he's in biology class in Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. Everyone hates him, and the girl next to him hates him, and he's just like, No, I will not make out with you. (laughs) I just, oh, so dumb. Okay. Now we have Make Out the Good Life on Rise Records. This is a pop punk band. This is their debut album. And I think I want to preface this because I remember hearing the first single, Crazy, on the show with Jackson, and he absolutely hated it. And what I want to say to people is I think that was a very, very strange choice for them to use as a single because i yeah. think this track doesn't fit with the rest of the album whatsoever.
1: Not at all. I think there's two or three that really didn't fit in. But i mean I can agree. Dep- depends on what you like, i guess. If you like it to be very diverse, but it, it it felt kind of out of place a couple of them. And people shit on this album online. Really? Oh my god. People hate
0: it. I actually like it. <laughs> you see, okay.
1: So i found i reached out to one of these people on my Snapchat who absolutely
0: Snapchat chat upon We're this in the band. future. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so they they they've constantly made fun of it. So I without telling them, I said, "Hey, listen to this no, new Cartel song because I know they like Cartel." And, "Oh, I love that song. That's a makeout song, Dick."
0: Well, those people are like, dumb. It, it, who falls for that?
1: <laughs> it sounds like a band we grew up liking, I would say. You know, and that type of scene, it's it's immature lyrics for the most part, but it's fun. It's not nothing to really hate on as much as people are right now.
0: Yeah, I think the fun part is what people should focus on. I mean, it has a little bit of storytelling style, pop punk, pop rock, whatever you want to call it, but it's nowhere near as bad as Seaway was. I was
1: about to say that.
0: (laughs) If you like Seaway, this is like your fucking godfather. Like this album is so much better. I don't know, yeah, man, I, maybe I was looking for the good, but I was surprised because I think that one track is really out there. I think you're right. There's probably like one or two more that don't necessarily yeah. fit, but in general, this is just fun pop punk. Like I don't see the problem. I thought they, you know, integrated some humor, which went okay. Yeah. Like I didn't feel any major fails in this.
1: No, people are blowing it way out of proportion. And it's pretty annoying to me at this point. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the issue with it. It's just a fun album.
0: That's what I thought. All right. Well, why don't we give a listen to the first track, "Childish." Sounds good. So once again, that's Make Out the Good Life on RISE Records. Now for our last official album review, we've got an author, a poet, with Reset Restore on Cardigan Records. This is a post-hardcore slash melodic hardcore band. This is their debut full album. And man, I loved this fucking album.
1: Yeah, I would agree. This is one I I didn't have as much time with because I had... A couple of these on repeat, but there's a couple songs. I wish the title track would have been better, but um, it was. I liked it. I, I probably I'll keep it on my
0: phone, which isn't really an easy thing to do for me. Uh, the album artwork's completely shit, but um, that was a surprise. I would say that's their only downside for me. But since I don't awful. really, well, since I don't really look at that stuff anyways, like I see yeah. it on my phone. I'm really just focused on the music.
1: A three year old made the artwork, oh, but if you get by that. It's, it's good. It's another good hardcore album.
0: Well, I would say this is my favorite album of the week.
1: The favorite?
0: Yeah, this is absolutely my favorite album of the week. Really, really good unclean vocals here. I actually should have added kind of screamo to yeah. what they're kind of all about. These unclean vocals are very old school screamo, which I really, really like. It's also very melodic. Yeah. It's just great all-around vocals, really, all the different styles, plus great all-around work on the instruments, too. Great drumming, great technical guitar work. I don't know, man. I thought this did a really, really good job getting their message out there, and I really liked it.
1: Yeah, um, how do you – track 7, how do you say that? <laughs> Ons Jar? Like What, what is that?
0: I'm confused. That was probably the only weird track for me.
1: Yeah, 5 and 7 were the ones I found different. And all the rest They're really They're good songs
0: Yeah look I liked all of it And this is a very small band too So uh-huh. I'm really impressed That this is their debut full album Because this is once again One of those ones Where I think Was very well produced Like it doesn't sound Like a debut album
1: No We had one of those Last week too I'm trying to remember Who that was I have to look back phone, but Yes that, Yeah Sephorcer Horrible band name But uh, <laughs> this one definitely Has the same feel to it This doesn't feel like a debut
0: Right and I think that's what I liked so much about it was just how well they integrated everything into this. So I would recommend this to everyone. I hope everyone goes to listen to this. I hope everyone goes to see them on tour if they are touring. I think they're a small Texas band, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Uh, Yep. They're officially formed in 2012.
0: Okay. So That makes sense. Yeah, so they've been around for a little while. They put out their debut album now. Probably got the funds together. And I think it's great. I love the vocals. I love everything about this. So, hopefully, everyone can check it out. And just to show you a little bit of the album, let's listen to In My Eyes. I was rocking out hard over here. So, by the way, I did figure out the issue with the artwork and everything. Okay. You know, their name is an author, a poet. It's not an author, a poet, and an artist.
1: Oh. Ah, uh, you get it? But, um, <laughs> An author, a poet, and Microsoft
2: Paint. That's what
0: oh, <laughs> So catty. This is Dave's catty moment for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think my voice even cracked while saying caddy. That's funny. (laughs) Anyway, I hope everyone checks out this band. Once again, it's an author, a poet, with Reset Restore on Cardigan Records. So now, Dave, take us away with the Dave unofficial review of a couple albums that one just came out. The other one, for some reason, I can't get. So I'm going to leave it up to you, and we'll talk about it a little bit.
1: First off, I'm almost creeped out by all of our song selections off these albums because every one we've played was one I've had like in my eyes was the one I had highlighted. Nice. And every one of them you said.
0: So we're back to that connection, on baby. The
2: next,
1: <laughs> on <laughs> the next, um, uh, the band Suffer, which we mentioned a couple weeks ago, is a super group formed of a lot like Birds, Inhale the Sun, self-titled Suffer. If you want this, it's a bitch to get. Yes. Um. You have to go to their Instagram or social media outlet and go from there. Good luck. It's 10 tracks. Actually, they made a post recently online. Their issue with getting this on Spotify and Apple Music is actually their titles to their songs. Apparently, they can't have chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Yeah. So that's their issue. So it'll be up eventually. This was uh, on repeat for me. Nice. Um, if you like any type of blue swan records band, or if you just like hardcore music, like almost all this week has been, you'd love this. I fans of A lot like Birds, the previous work, they went crazy for it because I wanna hear Corey Lockwood on uh screaming vocals again. And actually I can't remember his name, but Hail the Sun, the mm-hmm. member, he he's actually pretty he impressed me a lot too yes nice. um he has a couple tracks where it's primarily him this album deals with uh, anxiety um depression really deep lyrics um chapter eight which it'll change probably when it comes out on apple music or spotify to a different track but it'll be track eight i suggest to everyone that is an awesome song and there, actually there's the one before it which was chapter seven Every time I listen to it, it scares the shit out of me in my headphones because it, so- it sounds that good. Like It sounds like there's an actual thunderstorm going on. Uh, and it made me jump almost every time.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, then hopefully they can get their music out to a lot more people because that was really my problem is I just can't go around with how much money I spend on music. I can't go around just buying whatever album without no. being able to hear it.
1: Yeah, um, it, uh, hopefully it's out sooner than later because I have a feeling you'll enjoy this one a lot. Um, nice. I wouldn't say there's any filler on this. Cool. It's 10 solid tracks.
0: Nice. Let's go over one that came out early this week, just really quick, and then we'll do a full review next week.
1: There's One day I stayed up till midnight to make sure I had on my phone for my morning commute. <laughs> uh, Wolf and Bear, um, everything is going gray. Like I said, it's it came out on a Tuesday, um, so this is... Brand new for us, but I've been listening to it nonstop today. So I could do a review re- my review now, but I think it's only fair <laughs> that uh, Ian gets his full take on it. And I'm going to say something so you have some ammunition for me next week. Oh. Uh, I would say this might be my favorite release of the year. What? It's going to knock off Sleeping with Sirens? Oh, uh, now, <laughs> now, easy, easy. It wasn't an easy decision.
0: <laughs> well, then. I am really looking forward to taking a listen then.
1: And Suffer might be in my top five as well. Nice. So today, this this was my one of my favorite release weeks of all time.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, people, make sure you pick up Wolf and Bear. You know, support them. It's first week sales. So they release it early, which gives you even more time. Yeah. And then also check out Suffer as well, because I still have to do that. Definitely. Nice, man. Well, people have even more to look forward to next week. And really, on that note, For upcoming albums on October 6th, we have August Burns Red, My Ticket Home, The Black Dahlia Murder, The Ongoing Concept, Thousand Below, Bliss, Citizen, Spotlights, Marilyn Manson, and Friend of the Show, Whitney Payton. So that is a lot to cover again next week. So once again. There
1: might be some duds in there. We'll have to see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we might not be covering everything, but I'm sure we will be covering a lot.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: All right, man. We made it through. That was an interesting one.
1: Yeah. That, I, I would almost suggest all those albums. I think I would. if you don't have any kids, don't get the Disney album. I think <laughs> you're going to look creepy. Give them all a try.
0: Even Kublai Khan?
1: I can see where someone would like it.
0: So, <laughs> Look at you being so generous. <laughs> I do not
1: like it. I won't use the complete album as shit paper.
0: That'd be interesting. That's it. I got you, man. All right. Well, look. We are going to move on to a brand new segment that we talked about last week. Dave, do me a favor. Remind me what it's called. In Loving Memory. Here we go. Since we kind of made this bit up last week, not sure how it's going to go yet. But basically, this segment is supposed to encompass bands that at one point were one sound and at another point went in a completely different direction at some point in their careers. So someone that we enjoyed, but then they kind of stepped out into something different that we didn't enjoy as much. So Dave, why don't you go ahead and kick this one off?
1: Oh, so... Time has come for me to come out about this one.
0: Whoa, that sounds personal.
1: Yeah, it, it's that deep <laughs> <laughs> of mice and men. Oh, my favorite album of all time. We won't get in that debate. Wow, take up another two hours. Yeah,
0: we don't have that time. Your the... voice is already <laughs> fading.
1: <laughs> the Flood is my favorite album of all time. Wow, and then. Shaylee, he left the band, mm-hmm. personal reasons, and the soul was removed from the band. Now they have Ouch. a Jack Black lookalike oh. doing vocals. And it is, I can't, li- I, even Restoring Force, I cannot listen to. Cold, Cold War, <laughs> I won't even start. Yeah, I <laughs>
0: won't even begin. If people are new to the show and you want to hear me with probably some of the most venom I've ever had. You can go back to the episode where Jax and I review Cold World, because that became a joke for yeah. probably a year, maybe, <laughs> yes. where every album was compared to Cold World. Yes. It so, still
1: is today. Yes.
0: I'm still trying to decide Cold World or Gossip.
1: Oh, see, but Gossip, I expected to be bad. So. Okay. Restoring force. I mean, I hate restoring force. Even it just sounds like
0: it's radio, radio rock. Shit. Yeah, it's radio rock. Shit. Um,
1: yeah. That band. Like, I've never been let down so bad by an album in my life. From to go f- from the flood to restoring force. Like, and it had such a long like uh release date. Like, I can't remember. What, it, like, it was probably four to six months. Like, it was the beginning of January. Right? That's the only thing I remember. I was pumped for restoring force pre-ordered, album artwork looked cool, everything was set up, and then I listened to it. Right. Um, Holy shit. (laughs) And it's been a corpse ever since then. It's bad.
0: Well, we'll see what they're going to do with the new stuff. Uh, We'll see if it really was Austin Carlyle that was holding them back. Yeah. It's completely possible. So we just have to wait because they are going to have a new album soon enough.
1: Oh, I know. I maybe it can't be any worse. Don't say that. <laughs> don't it say can't that. Be. There's no way. There's no way. I, agree. I challenge them. No, don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's seriously. That's one of the worst albums the last like 15 years.
1: Yes. So then, in our genre, that's my man.
0: Right. That's a good one. That's it. That's a very uh-huh. good one to start with. Let's see what you got. So mine isn't. Maybe I didn't take this one in the same direction as you because I didn't go venomous okay. with, with mine. <laughs> Mine's more just like, hey, this is a band that originally did things that I really liked, and then they really changed direction. So my choice for this is Aiden.
1: Okay, yes.
0: Because those first two albums, which are, in my opinion, really fucking great, they have yes. Our Gang's Dark Oath and Nightmare Anatomy are so fucking good. And they're in that whole post-hardcore screamo emo, like that whole thing. And it just like Nightmare Anatomy for me is almost a masterpiece. Like, I fucking yes. love that album.
1: Does that... Okay, Aiden I'm familiar with, but not the albums as much. Like, I, I probably have five to ten songs I love by Aiden. Sure. We Sleep Forever is off of which album?
0: I want to say... Weasley Forever is Nightmare Anatomy, or it's on the EP Rain in Hell. Okay, okay. It's one of those two, I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah, okay. Because that's the EP, and I actually like that EP too. Yes. I almost forgot about I that one. I love
1: that song.
0: Right. Um, The Last Sunrise was another I love. Nightmare Anatomy, yeah. Yeah. Die yeah, Romantic. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean... Yes. Those three, we'll give them two albums and an EP, we're in the yep. same vein. But then... They completely changed when they went to Conviction. And that was Uh more like 80s synth pop almost. It was very, very strange. Trying to work off of like that old school goth kind of feel. Yeah. And it just really didn't work. And then they went to Knives, which was completely different. It was almost punk goth. And then they went to Uh Diseases. I mean, they kept on going, but almost every album was very different.
1: Yeah, I'm right. That's a good choice. Um, Thank you. I'm right there with you. (laughs) I'll give them two albums in that EP. And after that, I was out.
0: Yeah. And I continued to follow because there's still choice tracks from, you know, different albums, but they never had exactly what I loved from the beginning. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, man. Hey, I think that works. I think that bit works. I think we can continue that on.
1: Like, I can't explain to you how much I was (laughs) let down.
0: Well, I would like to play. Like an old track of something we liked and then a newer track of something that's completely different. But I think for at least for this segment, this one, yeah. we won't do that because I'm not going to play anything from Cold World. Oh, thank God. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I have to set rules for this. Yes.
1: <laughs> are we going to play the, the good of Mice and Then or are you going to play just... No, that's what I'm
0: saying. Year? I'd say we just don't uh-huh. even do it. Maybe in following segments, we'll do something like that. But at least for this one. Exactly. I will not put our listeners through that. I refuse. I like them too much. (laughs) So nice, man. All right. Well, in this case, we're actually going to do another different thing that we don't normally do. We're going to combine fan questions or what we should call hate mail (laughs) and (laughs) concert reviews. So how about we go to that?
3: Do you think we're going to kiss you out since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous brother wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, you Shove it up your ass! So we'll do that, Einstein!
0: All right, everyone. We are going to start off with our hate mail first. This is from August he wrote a scathing email to me throwing, throwing Dave under the bus for his continued dismissive, flippant, I might say, attitude about the band Chon. <laughs> <laughs> and in his rant against Dave, he also had a question for us. It's, do you have any input on the possible social guidelines or etiquette involved with leaving shows after your favorite band has finished up he says he has been to several of these tours lately, which seem to draw crowds based on opening acts. And he said this recently happened with color morale for him. He said it was dominated by the plot and you support, as well as the Wonder Years tour, which was essentially a real friends fest, is what he said. And he says he's always considered it overly disrespectful to leave. But he does mention that they already have his money from the ticket sales anyways.
1: If you make good music, I'll stay. <laughs> as cold as that sounds.
0: Um, that, that's not a cold world of you. Oh,
1: very cold world. Uh, <laughs> no, it just... Uh, I did the same thing with him with The Color Morale. How you mentioned that. I watched Picturesque and Dayseeker and The Plot and You. And the crowd vanished. The Fall of Troy concert I just went to with Hail the Sun. No one watched Chon. It does feel a little disrespectful when I'm leaving. But then again, write good music and I'll stay. As bad as that sounds, I don't know how else to say it. Um, I don't like it.
0: You're making it very personal, it seems. And by the way, I'm surprised that people left for the color morale because that last album was fucking great.
1: Yeah, it was gone. Wow,
0: that's so weird. I mean, and Garrett Rapp does a good job. I don't know. That's very strange. Wow. All right, well, anyways, side story. I guess I won't make it as personal. I don't think that there are any rules or etiquette when it comes to leaving a show early. And it's just because literally... You have paid your money and people have lives. So, and I'm not saying that it's not awesome if you are able to stay. There have been, I can probably count on my hand the amount of times that I've left a show early. But I also had recently, and I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but I remember recently that I wanted to see what the band set time is. I want to know that all the time. It doesn't matter if I like all the bands. I still want to know what the set times are because I want to know when to show up. And I want to know how long they're going to be playing for. So I posted in one of the Facebook events to see when, you know, hey, has anyone, you know, seen the set time yet? And someone wrote back to me and said, well, who cares? Why don't you go and watch all the bands? And I told them, go fuck yourself because you don't know me. You don't know what I do for a living. And I might not be able to show up right away for the first opening band. You know what I mean? And I would, I guess if you want to say respect and disrespect and everything, I think it's actually probably more quote unquote disrespectful to not show up for the opening bands because they're the ones that really need your support. Yeah. So the headliner doesn't really, because you can go get their merch at any point. Like they, what do they care? They've already got your money. Sure. They want to play and spread their music possibly, but in general, I would say that's kind of the way it works. So I wouldn't say that there's an etiquette for it. I don't think you owe these bands anything. I think you've already paid your money. I think the more respect you should have is for the people that are also there at the show. I find it more disrespectful to have your fucking phone up the entire time. That kind of thing. But also, I can tell you, and the reason why we have combined the question and the concert review, is because I literally just did this. (laughs) So... I really do try and stay for every band normally, but I just went to the Funeral Portrait, Hotel Books, and Social Repose show the other night. I don't know. Do you know Hotel Books and do you know Social Repose?
1: I do not know Social Repose. I know Hotel Books. So It's a very weird
0: bunch of genres together. Now, that's not saying it's bad because actually that's kind of interesting a lot of times. Uh But I am friends with The Funeral Portrait. They're friends of the show. So Uh I have also seen The Funeral Portrait probably 10 plus times as well. The show was a block and a half away from my apartment. I went there. I saw what the set time was. I have a ton of editing and shit to do for the show. So I contacted Lee. I told him, hey, I'm going to be here for your part of the show and then I'm out. So I showed up in time to see one of the opening bands, which I didn't think were very good, so I'm not even going to bring them up. But also, the whole vibe of the venue was really weird, because it was all 12- to 14-year-old girls and their parents. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. It really is, because I'm fucking 6'4". I, I tower above everyone. I don't want to be around young people. Like at all. I know yeah. that sounds like, like an old grouch or something, but I just yeah. I don't have to be there for it. I came to see the funeral portrait, and then I was done. Could you imagine staying to see Hotel Books, who I have respect for. It's just not really my style of music. I actually like when he does guest vocals in a lot yeah. of tracks compared to you know the full stuff. But then also, Social Repose is a... It's like a dancey pop band. So yeah. why would I stay for that? The way I look at it is I gave them my money. Yep. So right now I can't drink because I'm still recovering from oral surgery. So it's not like I can support the venue because there's nothing I can buy, you know, I can't just have beers yeah. and, and watch the and watch the show. So for me, I would say I'm trying to look at it from any other way, but really if there was a double feature at a movie theater and you like the first movie, but you didn't like the second. Would yeah. you stay out of respect that's for the good. second? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I know also, that's different. It's live and stuff, but still.
1: Here's one. Like this is how I, I feel the same way when I, like when I was back in when I was in college, and there was a a class that I didn't have to stay for, mm-hmm. but you could. There's no point of me being there, even though I'm leaving when the teacher's talking or something. It's okay to leave because I paid you. I'm here. I'm gone. I've already done what I've came here to do. Sure. Um, I get the same kind of feeling. It feels somewhat disrespectful, but then you think about it a little bit, and it maybe shows a little more light on it. Chon, um, seriously, just – they're not not—they're not bad. They're, they're just not what I like. Um, plus, there's a pizza place down the road that closes usually at like 11, and I have to get there before <laughs> that. <then.
0: laughs> so, well, look. What I want to say to August, I guess, and then anyone else who might have had this question, you paid your admission. You don't owe the bands anything but to be literally respectful while they're on stage. That's really all you have to do. So you don't have to stay for anything you don't like. I personally, if I didn't know the final band or if I didn't know the the second opener or something like that, I would go because I would want to see what they are like. I knew in this concert... I knew what those bands were like. And I would still recommend that show because I think people should support The Funeral Portrait. And then if you like hotel books and you like Social Repose or you've never heard of either of them, then stay and watch for the rest of it. But if you don't like it, why in life would you ever force yourself to do anything that you don't like? Besides when Dave and I have to force ourselves to listen to bad albums. Yes. But we do that for you guys.
1: really wasn't this week.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: I suggest more mail too. I say that'd be fun.
0: Well look, you just have to have people fucking <laughs> send in stuff. I mean it's very easy. You can contact me on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Ian Hates, hates at gmail dot com, Twitter, Ian Hates Podcast, Instagram, Ian Hates Podcast, and Dave, do you have any that you would be okay getting actual questions and everything?
1: Yeah, just really message me on Facebook or Instagram. Um on Facebook just ask a question there even maybe I'll bring it to the show when I post the the show and you guys flip out about me taking a crap on the circus survive album again <laughs> um I would be uh honored to bring your question here and we can discuss it um I love it mean, sub- irrational question
0: Oh, um, I'll take irrational questions too. I don't care. I'm very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I will answer any question. <laughs> But yes, August, thank you very much for the question. I will try and plead with Dave to keep the chon-hating at a minimum. I'm just not sure if he'll be able to handle that. (laughs) You can't
1: can't stop me from being as an ocean, though. You can't stop me. You can try all you want, August.
0: All right, well, I think that ends that segment on a high note there. So why don't we get to Breakdown from the Past? All right, Dave, we're not doing any smart-ass gimmicks this time. No caddy moments on this one. So why don't you hit me with your breakdown from the past? Oh, wait, wait. Wait, I go first. Wait, you go first. Oh, you, go first. you go first. You go I go first. You go first. I go first. Yes, I'll go. <laughs> so my breakdown from the past this week is a band called We Are The Emergency. Have you ever heard of them?
1: I have, but I can't pinpoint the sound right now, but I know they're in my iTunes.
0: It's that screamo post-hardcore sound. You know, the sound that I love. Exactly. For sure. They had Uh an EP and a full-length Seizures in 2009, which was the EP, and Whispers and Fragments in 2010, which was the full-length. Okay. I never got to see them live. I just really always liked their music, and I think it's worth you know having everyone take a listen to it because they were gone too soon.
1: All right. Refresh my memory.
0: So I'm going to play a track from the EP Seizure, It's called, oh, knees don't bend the other way. Fuck yeah. All right, Dave. Knock it out of the park.
1: All right. This is the band The Mascara Story. Have you heard of them? I don't think so. You're going to enjoy where they're from. They're from Derry, United Kingdom. (laughs) 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 But uh, 2004 to 2005. Real short-lived. Couldn't tell you how I had this, but I did. Um, Been on my iTunes forever. Like I said, this is a very low, low... Low-key band. I think there's just one EP or one album available. You can find it on YouTube. I think that's your best bet. I find it amusing how many bands we can pull from our scene from those years of like 2004 to 2010.
0: Oh, yeah. Golden age, baby. (laughs) But
1: uh, I would like to play for you "Mascara Story and the song Cue the Violins.
0: Here we go. Not only was that super emo, but their name is uh-huh. super emo.
1: Oh my gosh, it really <laughs> is, isn't it?
0: But not bad, man. Not bad. I like that old school stuff too.
1: Yeah, definitely have a special place for that.
0: Well, well done, man. I think that was a good breakdown from the past. So we had We Are the Emergency and The Mascara Story. Yep. We are kicking ass in Breakdown from the Past.
1: Oh, that's like five for five or six for <laughs> six. I
2: forget.
0: You're going to lose Flawless. count flawless Uh, victory to go back to your Mortal (laughs) (laughs) Kombat well look I think even though it feels like we sped through the show we were still talking for a shit ton of time and then also I'm still recovering you're recovering from strep throat and a cold and whatnot as well so I'm pretty sure we should take a break and end the show
1: let's do it
0: All right, Dave. So we basically did plugs at the beginning of the show. Yeah. So let's just make this quick, basically. What sites would you like to plug?
1: We always say like and subscribe and all that, but I think you're already subscribed if you're listening to this. Hopefully. Um, I think it's more important to just tell someone. Tell someone about the show. Attack someone. Have someone submit some mail about why we hate Chon so much or why <laughs> we dislike sleeping with sirens or alt press or get something to get us fired up maybe. That's always fun. Yeah. You have a good mail too. We like that.
0: Yeah, well, answer pretty much anything. Take
1: on circa survive. You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) good one. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, it's the same thing. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube as well. Plus, like I mentioned before, we do have a Patreon account because these are expensive shows, and I do put out more than Ian hates music. There's also Ian hates movies and Ian hates conversations. Once again. Way more Ian Hates Conversations coming out with Grace Sorensen of Charlatan as well as Adam Clark of Rarity. Plus, you guys are going to be extremely surprised at a lot of the stuff I've got coming out. I just need time in the day to do them. (laughs) That's really it. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that is it. But let's keep that short and sweet there. Take care of yourselves. Be careful out there, obviously, with what we were talking about before. And we'll see you next week. So, Dave, do you have any final words for everyone?
1: My little bit of advice is limit yourself to one share of what the hell you're looking at on Facebook a day because I'm sick of all the. The share button should be gone within one click. Just one a day. Just calm down with the share button.
0: Unless it's um, for our shows.
2: Yeah,
1: use it on that. <laughs> use your share day on that. And don't be a dick. I guess that's my thing now. So.
0: That is your thing.
1: <laughs> yes. Till next time.
0: And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.